Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of mezcal, the show of creating, the show of Oaxaca, like kind of all this stuff that we're always talking about, right? In this case, we're going to talk a little bit about drawing, creative design, graphic design. I'll belabor the point that I was in Oaxaca for three weeks, kind of traveling solo, going all over the place. And I had heard of Asis Cortez for some time, what kind of great guy he is, how smart El Holgorio, one of his older brands, or Hinaris. Drango and this new Dishube, which is just delicious mezcal made by his father. So here is a great chat. I'm, I'm sitting in this speakeasy room that he has. It's kind of behind a bookshelf thing in the store underneath Puro Buro. If you guys have been there, it's a really beautiful, beautiful room. And I think you get that. I think you get that feeling and that ambiance. It's very low lit candles and some water dripping. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Asis Cortez. So I see almost 24 hours to the dot. We're meeting in your beautiful speakeasy, your room for Mezcal. And I'm left thinking about the experience I had here with you last night, talking about the Sotol, talking about Dishbe, all the brands you've done. And I feel like you've done a whole lot. So in this moment, thinking about all the things you've done for your family, for yourself, do you feel like you're building a legacy? Do you ever think about what you've achieved in these past, I think it's 12, 15 years? Do you reflect? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Um, I think every time I sit down and reflect, and reflect about the moment that we had and the challenges that we had. Yeah. And... I feel that there is so much that we have to do that we need to work to be sure mm. that we can conserve what has been in our family, in our culture, in our story. And as more I see how this is being diluted or losing, mm. more strong is my compromise. Not just with everybody who's who's been before me, but with myself and with my dad. If if I doing something today, it is because my dad has been transmitting that to me. And my reflections are about what else I have to do mm. and how I can do that with respect and with integrity. One of the things, when you have so many things you're passionate about, you have these amazing brands, you know, some will be into the state sooner than others, but do you sleep okay at night or do the thoughts race 
through your mind about all of this passion, all the things you need to do for your family? Most of the time, I sleep like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, there is so many challenges, and of course, there is a lot that they are being involved and that I am. But I think when we do everything right, and it's more important when I have like all the support from my dad, my family, my friends, mm. and everybody around me, I understand that I'm not doing this by myself. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing with everybody around me. And we all work together with the same energy, with the same uh, passion, mm. and more important, we all are enjoying this journey. And yes, every time I come to the bed, I'm happy for what I did and excited about what is coming the next day. There's so much that keeps happening and that keeps growing for you. You know, looking at some of the interviews that you've done and thinking about your family and Matalan, you're a creative guy. I know you, you don't call yourself an artist, but that's okay. But was it ever that disappointment? But did your dad ever want you to distill and become a mescalero too? Because you've went a different direction. Was it ever expected that you would work as a mescalero as well? I remember when I was around 13, 13, 14 years old. I remember this moment when he came to me and direct to me, told me, I want you to study. I want you to work hard in something that can make your life easier. Because being a mezcalero is very hard. Making mezcal is not easy at all. Mm. It's a lot of work. You need to go under the sun on the fields. You have to do a lot of efforts, and no one values that. And nobody gives us that value. Nobody understands. Wow. Nobody recognizes the hard work that we do. So don't do mezcal. And I remember that moment. And I remember that when I was studying graphic design, I was really studying graphic design with the passion and the love to this beautiful career mm. that I didn't really think in mezcal at all back in those days. But the same graphic design and the same passion about it bring me back to mezcal. And as I was coming back to mezcal and working together with my family, I can see the, a little bit of that effort and that work to bring back that value to mm. my family and my dad, I can see that he is happy today that he can expect me to be there one day, very soon, I hope, working with him. And I manifest that to him already a couple times that I want to, to, to work 
next to him mm-hmm. and really looking for that moment. I'm really working hard and and really have that time to be there and do what he's been doing. Yes. It's a that it's a really striking thing. I was having a conversation as I've been in Oaxaca about a week now. And sometimes you don't realize as we drink mezcal, we don't realize what goes into getting those plants out of the ground. And the fact your father comes to you and says, Asis, this isn't easy. I want you to have an easier life. I mean, that's actually really, really moving. So when he told you to study, were you studying in Oaxaca? Did you study in the States for graphic design? Where did you get your education? I studied here in Oaxaca. I studied here in uh, in Oaxaca City. And actually, when I came to the university here in the city, it was something very new for me coming from a town, mm. Matatlan, where I grew up and where we have a totally different culture. So I came not just to study graphic design, but to understand another different society, for say that. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the biggest challenges for me was to understand the language and how the society moves mm. outside Matatlan. Mm-hmm. The pace is very different. The speed of life faster. In the Absolutely. Country? Yeah. I love to go to Matatlan. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to Matatlan, I just feel peace, air. I just feel that I'm going back to connect with the nature, mm-hmm. with the land, with the family. And being in the city is a totally different life. And yes, one of my goals is back to the town and and be there as more I can. I mean, it's like a vacation. <laughs> it is. What what do you because you, it feels to me that you work so much on so many things. Do you have a balance where you can take time off things that help you relax? Yes, absolutely. I don't really feel that I work so hard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I feel that I am involved with many things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. I feel that everything that I'm doing, I enjoy it. I enjoy it all that. I love to share mezcal. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I love to sit with somebody who respect, you understand, and and wants to have a glass of mezcal with me, that's something that I really love. And I learned that from my dad. If somebody wants to go visit my dad, he's going to spend that time, that time, that day, mm-hmm. to sit, to share, to enjoy the life. And I think that everything that I'm doing is something that I really like to do. So I feel that I have, or I find, that balance between everything that I'm doing. I like to paint, I like to draw, and I do that every time I can. Mm-hmm. I didn't stop to do that. And of course, I like travel. And what I'm doing the most is travel. So I, I have balance there. 
from the brand you've created so many brands you know with beautiful aesthetic and beautiful artwork and i wonder from an artistic perspective what motivates you what inspires you music tv people i think it's been a a whole process and in this whole process i've been discovered many aspects and elements that i didn't have clear before one of those things that i really enjoyed that i discovered is how my other passion that is art and graphic design yeah. complement my other bigger passion that is mezcal mm -hmm. and when I create, when I sit and create a, a brand, I'm not creating a brand. I'm not thinking in a, in a product. I'm thinking in everything that is behind and how I will communicate that, how, will, how I will represent that. Mm. By having my skills in graphic design, one of the, the things that I did when I finished the university uh, my topic was how graphic design as a tool in the pedagogy mm -hmm. can be. And I think that's something that really helped me a lot with what I've been doing because I, I can see graphic design as a tool to can educate, mm -hmm. to can not just communicate, but also educate. And Thinking in that is the way that I've been working in my graphics. I believe, you know, I was reading that you, you were painting at a very young age, that you maybe had this kind of creative spirit very, very early on. Was that something that the family recognized and said, because, you know, dad's telling you, mezcal is very difficult. You want an easier life. I mean it. But did they encourage you to be more artistic when you were younger? Not really. Mm. Um, growing up in a town where um, where I grew up, I think that back in those days, being an artist was not an option. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you're right. I, I've been painting science, I remember. Mm. And when I told my parents, actually, I want to be an artist, my dad says, no, like, wh why are you an artist, right? Like, what are you <laughs> going to do with that? <laughs> mm -hmm. And and then he he recommended me to be an engineer. Is that right? Yeah. And actually, I, I kind of, like, start to looking for that. But for some reasons, I found a paper in the street that has this graphic design, licenciado en diseño gráfico. Mm -hmm. So when I read the word licenciado, and I know that this was about art a little bit, <laughs> I was like, okay, I will be a licenciado. It's official, right? It's official. <laughs> yeah. And I went with that. And and I, re I really didn't know exactly what a graphic designer would be, but I read that some of the, the topics there was about art, mm -hmm. study of art, techniques of illustration, and it was something related. So I was like, yeah. 
this is something that is related for to what I want to do. So I did it, and as I came into these classes, mm. I start to love it every day. I really like it. I really enjoy it, and it was one of my first moments in life that I discovered something that I really like, I really love. Yep. No, I think that connecting with the plants, connecting with the earth, connecting with our creative insight, these are very moving moments in our lives. How did you know you were ready to start a brand? Because, you know, I'm looking at this beautiful back bar. There are no less than five brands that you've created and that you've worked with. But did you know you were ready? You were ready to take beautiful mezcal and put it in a bottle, create a label. Was that something that came easily to you? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, as I said, uh, nothing that I've been involved with has been made only by myself. Mm. Um, everything that it's been made with our family, with myself, with everybody around, I think it's been the the union of this uh, collective. Like I believe in there is a lot of more that we can do when we come together mm -hmm. with different mm -hmm. talents. And my talent in graphic design and what I do, yes, it's something that I had very sure where I can really, um, how I can, um, for say something, how I can help, how I can give something that benefits the project. So when I was in the university, the first logo for a brand mm -hmm. was a mezcal. The first logo that I did was for a mezcal. Someone else's brand? Uh, no, it was our, our family's mezcal. Oh, Agave okay. de Cortez was the first uh, logo that I did as a homework. Mm -hmm. And I dedicate my, my time in the school to create this logo and then this branding about this brand that is going to represent all the story and everything that we, we never had. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, it was also that opportunity to do something that can really reflect and represent the family. So I really worked hard in that. I, I didn't feel ready. Hmm. I didn't feel ready, but I was excited. And I was determined to, to do something. How, how old were you when benefit. you started working on that logo? I was 20 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. I was 20 years old. And, and that brand actually was real. Mm -hmm. It was not just a homework. It came real and it was launched in the market back in 2008. Mm -hmm. So... I never feel ready and I never know what exactly is going to happen. There was not a plan. I think that everything that, that happens in the beginning was not planned, really. Right. Yeah. But it was motivated by the necessity that we had and the energy that we had. It's a, it's, were you ever afraid? You know, the, one of the things that I was talking about this as well the other day, when we get older, 
We make bigger decisions. We make scarier decisions, things that can be quite difficult for us. Was fear ever a part of this process for you? Did you were you afraid that it would fail or that it wouldn't look good, that the design wouldn't be good enough? Not all the time, but many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, I think that's um, part of growing up. Yeah. And I think that that has been uh, in very important times in my life. Yes, be afraid is not bad. Um, and I think that also can help us to also put the foot on the on the floor. That's right. Yeah, and recognize what we are doing. If something that we are doing is good or is bad, but at the end of the day. I see that as a part of that um, push in my back yeah, to can yeah. really do something better. Do you have, I'm really, you know, I make music a lot, design brands and stuff to some extent. There are very few people that I'll show it to and respect their opinion. Do you have someone who you confide in who makes you feel like the design was correct, that the idea was Good. Maybe your wife, your family? Yes. I believe that my wife, my parents, my friends are being big supporters of what I'm doing. But at the same time, it's funny that you ask that because lately, and I mean, not really lately, but most of the time my wife is being always pushing and mm -hmm. sometimes saying to me like i don't really like that <laughs> i don't really understand what you did and sometimes i i show her that i'm strong with my work and what i did and what i believe to say okay it's, it's okay if you don't like it but i'm happy with the result because it's been a lot of work yeah and the result is not just something in, in promise. Mm -hmm, you see mm -hmm, that? Yeah. So at the end, if works, works. If not, it's okay. But are you so you you have final cut? Is what they say. Yes, I once I feel that I'm ready with something that I create, I'm feel confident with that. Mm -hmm. So no matters if somebody says that I don't like it or I love it. I don't really like to move with that. I want to be secure <laughs> that I really like it. You have to. You get the artistic and vision, right? Yeah. I probably have to accept that today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the design here in this room. You know, when you were kind of crafting this beautiful room to drink mezcales and destilados, did you know what you wanted this to feel like in this room? It's a process. Yeah. As I say, everything that we've been done it's a process and in this room for example it's been together with friends and my wife and i will never say that it's only me mm -hmm. and that would be totally uh, false it's been always with a lot of friends and a lot of people around me who's always supporting and adding mm -hmm. you know like um so yeah everything that we've been done again it's thanks to 
this collective and to this bunch of people that we had the same passion, that we share the same energy, and that we want to transmit and to share mm -hmm. something special. You know, you said something to me last night, which I, I thought was very, very good. I was trying to find a picture. The, the first time I've been to Oaxaca was in 2014, and I'm, I know we met each other that night at Mescaloquia, but I was looking for a picture. I didn't have one, but I was looking for one. And shame on me for being on my phone, right? And you said, well, it looks like we've lost Mike. <laughs> and so like one of the things is technology takes us out of the moment a lot and you said you know no photos in this space which i completely appreciate why why that decision here when drinking mezcal you just say it we just need to be connected yeah we just need to give that respect to our spirit it took a really long time to be in the glass. Sometimes we don't think about it. We talk about it many times, mm -hmm. always talking about how long the gavet take, how long the process to produce one batch takes, how hard was the logistic to move that mezcal from one palenque to a bottle in place, right. then bottle it and then bring it to a table or to your hands. But not all the time really shared that respect in time. And I think this is like uh, the first thing when we drink mezcal in this room, I want everybody to connect, to forget everything that is outside and to understand for only one hour and a half mm. what is in every glass that we share. No, you're very in the moment. I think that's something we lose with each other sometimes because we're looking at text messages and all of this and i i was I, I was so happy that you said that because you were right i was out of the moment trying to find a picture of you that i didn't even have you know and so you know last night we sipped through many incredible intestilanos mezcales sotoles but something that felt like you were, were returning to home it was so delicious, it was so beautiful, and I, you know, I don't, I'll buy bottles, but I had to buy a bottle of the Tepestate. And we're talking about the Tishpe. And tell me how you came to that decision to launch a new brand and bring things back home. That is not an easy answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was not like a, like just a decision that we had in one moment. Mm -hmm. This is the result of many years of work and many years of you understand our value, that you understand the market, that you understand our story, and to and more important to understand what we want to do where we want to see mezcal, what we want to drink in the future. Sure. So, as you say, I've been involved in other projects, but I think everything is just, uh, it's like building the stairs. Mm -hmm. 
every project complement the other. And it's been a process to keep doing education, being aware of what mezcal is, and be sure that everybody understand that the most important part of the spirit of the mezcal is the people behind it, is the village, the culture, the land, the mother earth, the agaves. Mm. And this is this result of many years working in projects that are bringing us to that origin. Because this is nothing new. It has nothing new. It's be strong with the philosophy to produce something with that respect that was there already before. Mm -hmm. And when I say respect, it's a very important word because respect is about everything. Respect to the mother, the environment, the agaves, mm -hmm. the time, the process, the tradition, the culture, the knowledge, the family behind us. And respect to every single person's life. If I share something that has that, I want you to connect with that and make your uh, smile, make you happy. Yeah. And I learned that by meeting many mezcaleros. When one mezcalero who produce something with his heart give you a glass of mezcal, he can be super quiet. <laughs> but as soon as he see a smile in your face, he smile. <laughs> and then for him, he's doing or he's finishing that cycle and that reason to produce mezcal. Mm -hmm. He's happy that what he produced and he shares makes you happy. It's amazing. I, I think about that been doing a lot of traveling here in town i'll be here another few weeks and i can't help but think i'm you know i'm in the states i'm a white guy i say i try not to rile people up too much but i am concerned sometimes when i see 42 percent espadine at 40 dollars for matatlan and there's more and more of this kind of lifestyle mezcal being released are you worried about what those kinds of cheap ultimately cheap mezcales what kind of impact they will have on all of great mezcal yes i was and no anymore <laughs> oh really uh i want to say that because yes of course everybody should be worried but instead to be worried I think we have to be busy. Hmm. I think we need to be occupied by doing everything right. By doing everything with that respect that I've been telling you. Mm -hmm. We can be worried and we can talk about it, but that is never gonna fix what is already happening. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, when we have respect, I understand that we need to respect every project because every project has an energy. And even some of those projects probably are not going with 
our project, our mm -hmm. goal to preserve a tradition, a culture, a spirit, we have to respect and we have to be focused in what we do. And by doing that, I want to be sure that in the future, there is going to be a difference mm. that the consumer can understand and can decide. Do you, you obviously have a deep compassion for the land because you're from the land. Your families have been making mezcal for a long time. But does it ever anger you or upset you when you know people come in from outside, whether it's Mexico City, whether it's the States, other com countries, and they just want to take something from Oaxaca? Does that anger you? Not at all. No. We have to understand that we are humans being. As a child, grew up in a town, a Zapotec town. Mm -hmm. I went to the middle school in the city. I didn't understand at the beginning why the kids from the city was seeing the kids from the villages as uh, inferiors mm -hmm. because there was we was indigenous. And since then, I start to understand and accept that it's not about the identity. It's not about where, you, where we're from, where, where you come from. It's about being human and be connected with the people that has your energy, that has your same philosophy. Mm. And being around that, I think, is more bigger than try to be angry with somebody else. Wow. Of course, we had moments together with my dad being angry about somebody who steal our agaves mm -hmm. because that's been happening. And we don't know who they are. And I hope I will never know who they are <laughs> <laughs> because we don't need that in our lives. We just need to be focused to build and to do something that has passion, that has our heart, and has respect. And Dishbe is basically that. Dishbe is a very strong word in Zapotec. And I cannot call our mezcal Dishbe is if we don't have all around what Dishbe means. Mm -hmm. Dishbe is a, it's a ritual. It is a formal and serious moment when we come together to express our gratitude from our heart, but with respect. And if every time that I raise a mezcal or a glass of mezcal and say dishbe, I feel that, little by little I forget the other things. Wow. I think about reflection a lot uh, as I get older, <laughs> a couple of marriages in and, you know, distillery and all of this stuff. But do you imagine yourself retiring? Stopping all of this, just being in the campo, relaxing some year, you know, not today, but sometime in the future. I think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the the way that I'm seeing myself retired has been making mezcal. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I know it's a it's a hard work, and of course it's not like being retired. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that, but <laughs> I see myself being on the fields and being on the palenque. Doing that is gonna bring me back close to my heart, close to my family mm -hmm. and closer to my culture and the day that i will do that i will be just completely retired for say something yeah i feel that way too sometimes i think <laughs> about you know when i get a bit older just having a palenque somewhere in texas make the stuff i want to make and sit out on the porch and drink it as i get older you know yeah drinking the share that's right of course you must you have to share you have to share do you have any children Not yet. Not yet. Something that you want in your life? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Is it then become a legacy that you've that you've made for your family that you can extend and give to your children? Not really thinking in that. I think it's more natural because mm -hmm. I come from a family that reflects tradition and generations. Mm -hmm. So for me, thinking sons or daughters is natural. It just didn't happen, but it doesn't mean that I don't want it. Yeah. Well, not yet, right? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but very soon, I hope. Everyone's getting pregnant around me, so I'll give you this good luck and vibe you with that. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we'll see, see how it works. So we got a few questions left for you. Mezcal's grown so much, and you've done so much in Oaxaca to establish more brands you've got other pro mescalogia but i know you know that was in your past and all of that do you love uh, how do you feel about accepting visitors into your town because there's people coming in all the time is it a big part of how you can share your message yeah as i say um i i love people i i part of of, of that actually I've been working in the last probably eight years mm. together with friends and brothers to bring people to villages to visit distilleries or palenques, how we call it here, to introduce them into the culture, to show them the city of Oaxaca. I've been part of that, and I love that. Mm. Because every time that I've been doing that is with that integrity and, and I've been seeing both sides. I've been seeing the, the families that are being receiving the people, mm -hmm. being happy because of the quality of the people. Mm -hmm. And I've been seeing on the other side these people who is being with me that really recognize and appreciate and loves and show respect to everywhere we went. So far in my experience, and I hope this is gonna be always, everybody who is around me has that kind of uh, quality mm -hmm. of person, and, and that's what I love. And of course, we cannot control nothing else. But as I say before, we can control our decisions and everything that is around. Of course. And if we move with that respect and that love, I'm sure that that is gonna be around. Mm. Do you, because I, I get this, I have two questions off for you, but I get this very big 
feeling of peace and respect and concern for nature and the things around you. Do you meditate? Do you write? How do you get this, what I consider an internal peace? I've been listening to that more and more. Yeah. And part of that, I, I guess, is just part of the personality, mm. part of my dad personality, part of my grandfather personality. Uh, I love that from my grandfather. My grandfather is a person who I respect a lot and who, who is very quiet mm -hmm. and who has this temper. Mm -hmm. And when he says something, it's going to be strong. <laughs> and I love that, and I admire that. And I don't really meditate. I don't really do that. Uh, but every time I travel, every time I go somewhere, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. And I love to be connected with those moments. And I think that helps. Mm. That helps a lot. Just as the example of last night, being connected with that moment, it's beautiful. Mm. Or probably that's meditation, right? Very, very, very possible. Probably it is. But I love to have those moments. And I think I have those moments very frequently. <laughs> that's great. So, all right, you tell me, you like films or music more? Because it'll films. I'm very visual. Perfect. Me too. Me yeah. too. Okay. So this is my last question for you. And knowing that you're a creative type and that you have a good sense of aesthetic and there are things that have obviously influenced you aesthetically and visually. So all right, let's say you're here in this beautiful room and we're gonna sip the we're sipping habali, so you're sipping habali. You could sip and have a conversation with any actor or any actress alive or deceased, who might you like to be in this room with and have a conversation? <laughs> I wish I could take a picture of the face. It has to be a contemporary actor. Uh, or, or in the past, or living, the living or deceased, yeah, anyone. Okay. I, my mind just went to an artist and he went to Van Gogh. Oh, okay. That was the first thing that I had in my mind. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think those would be some very interesting conversations, to say the least. Yeah. But maybe he couldn't hear you because he didn't have the ear. So exactly. We <laughs> <laughs> will just ring. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I see. It's really been a pleasure to get to spend and sit through that tasting last night. It was just a lovely experience and have some food here and stuff. But coming back tonight having this room to ourselves, hearing the water kind of drip. Just incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I hope to see you soon and chat soon, yeah? Of course. I'm, I will be here always for you, man. All right. Cheers, man. Well, there we have it. Asis Cortez. You know, I, I'm trying to articulate what I learned from being in Oaxaca for three weeks. But beyond kind of tuning out, social media to some extent not answering emails all that stuff it was really just moments you had these moments with mescaleros where they tried some of the things i've made i tried plenty of things that they made 
But there's something very special about this chat with Asis in the sense that he is nothing like what you would expect. He's not territorial. He's open. He's always looking for opportunities to bring people together. He's shared so much with the industry and continues to take people out. I know there was just a trip to Durango a few weeks ago. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge, but beyond that, he's about sharing. He's about inclusivity. And in some of the spots I went, you find that's not really a common theme among mescaleros, you know. There's a little bit of territorialism and all of that, but he's a really, really good guy, and we have all had his products, and I certainly can't wait to see Dishubay in the States. And yeah, feel free to chime in in the comments about how I'm pronouncing that word. That's okay. I don't care. But Asis, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. And thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. Got some more songs on the way. I'm turning a little less emo these days. So if you're going to go see Cursive on one of their number of Texas dates, please let me know. But if not, please keep dancing. Keep dancing.